Hello, I'm Emma Forsyth, and you're listening to A Little Forsyth, the podcast where I ask people what would they say to their younger self if they could. I want to know what advice, information, tips or encouragement they would give themselves that will hopefully help or entertain others who listen in too. I suppose you could call it Foresight through the benefit of hindsight. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Emma Forsyth, and you're listening to A Little Foresight, the podcast where I ask people what would they say to their younger self if they could. I want to know what advice, information, tips or encouragement they would give themselves that will hopefully help or entertain others who listen in too. I suppose you could call it foresight through the benefit of hindsight. I really hope you enjoy it. My guest today on A Little Foresight is a fashion, beauty and lifestyle blogger who's worked in PR, marketing and communications. She's made the leap to live in New York not once but twice, is an ambassador for Pieta House, has won many awards, including Most Stylish Online Influencer at the VIP Awards and a 40 Under 40 Award for her achievements in blogging is what I would call a semi-reluctant model and a very, very lovely person, Louise Cooney. Welcome, Louise. Hi, Emma. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on. I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah, it's so fun. I mean, we always have the chat anyway, so it's nice to do it and kind of share it with people and just talk about stuff, I suppose, a little bit deeper than than we normally would, you know. Exactly. It's brilliant. And I'm, I'm really so grateful for you to come on because I know how busy you are and how in demand you are. Completely understandable. This is a little foresight. And as you know, the premise is essentially what would you tell your younger self if you could? And it's, you know, hints, tips, advice, anything you feel like you tell them. So what would current Louise tell slightly younger Louise? Because I'm very aware you are still very young. Mm, yeah, um, I was only chatting about this the other day with my boyfriend, just saying like how different I, I feel like it, since before COVID, mm-hmm. more so just like my mindset was just so different, you know, and I just feel so much happier now. And I wish I could go back to that, younger Louise and just say like relax a little bit stop being so hard on yourself like the way I used to just even my mind used to work with regards to my looks food work exercise um everything I was just hard on myself about everything so I just think the last year that the slowing down and the really just kind of refocusing it's like I've sat into this new life where it's just I'm just a little bit more easy on myself because I really kind of understand what's important. And it's a lot like it's a way more enjoyable way to live. That's brilliant. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of a theme that's run through the few people I've spoken to during this um, about how whilst obviously the pandemic has been horrendous in so, so many ways, it has made people refocus slightly and and probably realize what's the most important in life you know mm-hmm. rather than what we felt was the most important so in that way it's the one good thing that's come out of it yeah totally like I hate to say that it you know that it was good but of course there were good things that came from it and for me I feel like it really helped me like I was in New York I was you know living that life that I dreamed of and maybe it wasn't necessarily the right thing for me and I like I 100% do believe that now even though it was really hard having to give up on that dream and sell my furniture. And I spent so much money and time and 
it was like parking the dream. But I do think now more than a year later, like that it, it, everything happens for a reason and I'm kind of where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm totally where I'm supposed to be, do you know? And I, I just feel like really happy and I'm glad I have that, that, that outlook, you know? That's just brilliant. Yeah, because you did have to literally turn your life on its head and, and come back over here. And I'm mm-hmm. sure anyone who follows you or like who's known your story will see like it was it was tough because you had no idea when you could go back and you were paying for an apartment in New York and stuff. But it also seemed came across that you really loved spending the time with your family. And obviously, we know you met your boyfriend and stuff. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's been yeah, it definitely looks like whilst it was a massive upheaval, it, uh, it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, it was good to to get that time with my family. Like, I, life was so busy, and it was so busy before I moved. Um, and I obviously am living in Dublin there in Limerick. It's two and a half hours away. It's not that easy to get up and down the road when I, like, my schedule can be kind of all over the place. And you just need to be very organized and prepared to have your work done kind of thing. But, uh, like, I was home for eight months, you know. It was just really nice to have that, like, alone time with my parents. Like, I've three siblings two sisters and a brother so I just it wasn't really something I've ever really had before you know and I feel like I got to know them a lot better like as an adult and yeah it's nice like with loads of things planned for this summer and it's just I feel like it's given me a new relationship with them a new appreciation for home um and being away like uh, played into that as well you know like I just really love Ireland I love the people I love all the things we have to do I don't love the weather I don't love the weather <laughs> but like there we have a lot of things going for us here that we don't that's not abroad it's just not there you know like that I just can't get over sometimes when you meet strangers how nice they are and that's just us that's the Irish culture I think when we grow up in it we take it for granted but I think being away and then feeling that sense of like god if I was to fall over no one would help me up you know what I mean whereas like in Ireland it's just not the case like at all you know yeah, New York City is, I mean, I, it's one of my favorite places in the world, but you, you would definitely feel like that. You feel like everybody would be mm. so busy that if you fell over, they'd just look at you and go, is somebody else will pick her up or she'll get up herself. So, mm. but yeah, no, it is an, it is an amazing place, but, and you're lucky that you had a, a previous shot at living there as well. So mm. you've experienced it. Yeah. And I even like haven't done that. I just learned so much about myself. Um, so the first time I was there, I was working in tourism Ireland and I had, you know, that work family base. I had more people that I knew over there. I had a, the graduate kind of community and this time I'm, I was working by myself and I was living by myself mm-hmm. and it was just very hard, you know, and I kind of learned that I like being around people and like, it's not necessarily like, I just not something I would have considered before, you know? Yeah. So I think when you when you understand yourself better, it's easier to like make decisions. It's easier to be happy. It's it's easier for a lot of things, you know. Yeah, no, I like I I think it's amazing. You can definitely see it in you. You can see how happy. I know you could see for a few months that you were struggling with the will I will I go back? Won't I go back? Will I go back? And now you can just see how relaxed and happy you are, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think the fact that I met uh, my boyfriend as well has helped a lot. Yes. You know, because I just like, you know, you know, when you like, I, I just feel really like where I am, where I'm supposed to be. And I'm really excited for like future and all that stuff, you know, yeah, kind of feel like I know where I would like it to go. And I for a while I was kind of just winging it and for so long, like, you know, moving country and waiting to move and then coming back. There was a lot of time where I was unsure about where 
I was going to go and what I was going to do. And I just feel a lot more sure about that this year in terms of everything, in terms of work and everything, you know, where I want to live, all that stuff. That's amazing. So you would tell younger Louise to go easier on herself, which I think is something that a lot of women in particular would probably have to tell their younger mm-hmm. selves. So mm-hmm. anything else you'd tell her? Um, I would t- probably tell her, keep doing what you're doing and have a little bit more like belief in yourself and like give yourself a bit more credit, you know, like I, I think that's just the way that I am anyway, but some, I so often kind of think uh, I'd be hard, like hard, like it, it all comes back to being hard myself, but mm-hmm. I'm like, you just have to keep working, keep going, keep, you know, always this like hustling mindset, which can be very tiring. And I think if you have a little bit more belief in yourself, it goes a long way, you know, it, but I think that's the difference sometimes in, in people who succeed and people who don't is how much they really believe in themselves and to go after what you really care about, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Yeah. So, like over the next year, I plan on kind of taking a bit more risks and just really going after what I really want to do, like, you know? So it's exciting, you know? I feel like that's a recent thing for me to be a little bit more like, I, I can feel the doubt creeping in sometimes and I just have to push it out. I, like, I just have to say, stop that. Like, it's not helping. You know? Yeah, you, you've teased a few times on your social media about stuff you're doing. So I'm very excited to see it all. Look, if, you know, when you take risks like this, business-wise, whatever whatever it is, mm-hmm. you just have to go with it like 100% and I won't have any regrets no matter what happens. And, you know, hopefully yeah. it will lead me down a new path and new give me new kind of avenues to go down towards and explore and continue to grow and develop my career, you know. Amazing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's it's not necessarily anything you'd change, but it's just stuff, you know, you might tell yourself. Like as you said, mm. you could tell younger you, like, actually it all works out. Um, because you did take a big risk, you know, giving up work and going mm. full time blogging a few years ago and it's mm-hmm. thankfully worked out amazingly for you. Yeah, yeah. I do try and take like calculated risks and like I never I wouldn't be the type to just like drop everything and jump into something like I really do like kind of think about things and plan and try and be careful you know um but yeah just uh, I suppose it's, it's something I'm still trying to do like when I'm going after something is just to have a little bit more belief in yourself and what you stand for and what you bring to the table and you know yeah so as I mentioned earlier you're an ambassador for Pieta House mm-hmm. which is just a phenomenal charity and what they do is just so important. Would there be much you tell younger Louise as regards mental health? Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think like, I feel like that's still a journey that I'm on. I, I think it's a journey we're all on. Like we're mm-hmm. all learning together, like, you know, and I've definitely learned a lot in the last two years, but you know, I think I still have a lot more still to, to learn. Um, I would tell younger Louise that mental health is just as important as physical health if you're not feeling right talk to someone you know mm-hmm. um don't be afraid to to tell people like how you're really feeling and I suppose like to I probably would incorporate the self-care things I do now to me when I was younger because I do think they help so like I mean I've always journaled a little bit like you know I find that really good for getting thoughts out of my head and making mm-hmm. decisions and just clearing, clearing the thoughts out. But um, I, t- I keep a gratitude journal now. I think that's really good for like mindset. Yep. 
I take things a bit slower. I don't I try and like not be always in such a rush. So I'll try and make time for a coffee in the morning. I try and read a lot because it's just a really good way for me to tune out of online and kind of yeah. go into a different world for a while. Yeah, there's a couple of different, and you know, talking to people as well. Like I really do try and check in on myself. How am I feeling? Like, because that's so important, you know. Yeah, I, just the importance of talking. I think talking is everything, you know. Yeah, so. it definitely is. And it's something that I think for a while people were almost afraid because they knew everyone else was busy and they felt like, oh, well, I don't want to burden somebody who's already busy. But if anything, I think your friends appreciate it and your family appreciate it so much more when you are honest and trust them and do talk to them. So yeah, it's, it's brilliant to tell people to make sure that they talk. And if they don't feel they have friends or family they can talk to, there are lots of charities out there that, mm -hmm. that are more than happy to listen to people and, and make sure that they feel comfortable. Because I myself have had mental health issues, which I've often spoke about. And yeah, as you say, talking it is definitely the biggest thing and no doubt about it and it can be hard I think if you're struggling and you go somewhere for help and they say oh it could be a couple of weeks which I know can happen especially with mm -hmm. the free services or they might advise you to go somewhere else first or you know but I that if someone's listening who's experiencing that I would say don't give up and keep going until you find something that works and uh, I know it can be really scary though when you're in that place and you're you've admitted yourself I need help and it's not that like it's not always that easy to find where's the best place for me to get it yeah but I suppose to ask other people for advice more people struggle with it than you'd know and like that when you're saying you don't want to be a burden to your friends your family like I think it works both ways the more you open you are with your friends and your family the more they feel like they can come to you when they're experiencing something and we all do there's no you know nobody has the perfect life and nobody goes through life without having these moments of needing to vent or needing advice or needing just a little bit of care like you know yeah and like you know your I don't want to say your business but like part of your model is is built on social media and mm. there probably is a lot of younger people out there who hopefully are realizing a little bit more but maybe didn't realize that somebody's life on social media isn't their life it's just a little mm. bit of their life. Um, and I think it's great that people like yourself with a platform are coming out. And, and whilst you are showing us the stunningly beautiful clothes and everything else, you are also being very honest about the more real things in life mm -hmm. too. And, you know, like you were saying, you know, this is hard. I've, you know, I, I've left everything I own in New York. And, you know, you were being very honest about all of that and very honest about being at home and very honest about everything and how hard or easy it was being. And I think, that is something that's really important and it's hopefully a good way that social media is going now. Yeah, I think it totally has gone that way. I feel like everyone is so honest online and especially in Ireland, I think people share a lot, you know, the good, the bad. Mm -hmm. um, and I like that's just a balance that you have to strike. I, I always will try and be honest, but for me over the last year, I think I've realised like you have to kind of keep some things to yourself. Yeah. You have to... You know, and you have to remember that as well, that people are not sharing everything, you know, and you have to be protective of what's important to you. And you have to, I suppose, just approach social media with caution, because when you post something online, it's there forever. Yep. And you don't you just actually never know who's watching. Like, I mean, unless you have like a private page. Um, but I would say that to younger people as well, like, just be careful, like, because your digital footprint like follows you now. 
like we're so lucky that like when I was a teenager when you know like and same with you like yeah it wasn't the same like it wasn't like everywhere you went there was pictures every you know so that's got to be hard for people I'm sure and then like if you're experiencing like any sort of negative interactions online you can feel like it's your whole life because Mm -hmm. it's everywhere you go and everyone you know is on there it's so I suppose just to to be careful with it and to be careful about how much you share is kind of something I would say to to my younger self and to younger people now you know yeah and particularly obviously with the pandemic everything we did was pretty much online for Mm -hmm. for a while there so Mm -hmm. yeah and it is hard it's very difficult I've said that I said that on on my episode of the podcast and I said it to Rosanna as well I'm in awe of younger people because when I was growing up we didn't have like everyone able to take a picture or a video and immediately upload it and you know everything you said or did wasn't constantly documented and you could say something stupid or do something stupid and you didn't live in the fear that within a minute it was going to be out there for everyone to see you know Mm -hmm. and I think you're so right. And also I would say on the flip side of, of you know, being careful what you, you write about yourself, also be careful what you write about other people because yeah. people are, I think, a lot quicker nowadays to say very hurtful and very negative things because they're hiding, as we all know, they're hiding behind the screen. And it is so true. If you wouldn't say that to the person looking at them, just don't mm. write it would be my opinion. I know I like I'd love to understand why people do that you know I was um I was reading do you know Chrissy Teigen did you see her yes. what happened to her so yeah. basically she um was her old tweets resurfaced where she told Courtney Stodden who was like 16 to like kill herself and like I'm sure she didn't mean it like that yes. but she did it to be funny and she did it mm-hmm. so that people would be like oh you're so funny this girl is crazy you're right like you know but there's someone on the receiving end of that yeah and it's like I actually was that just got me thinking like how many people write these comments so that people think they're funny or they're cool or you know and it's it's all it all comes back to like probably like psychology and all that stuff you know it's like but it is a form of bullying I've said it for years like you know you say these mean things like it's the same as saying them in real life you know but yeah, like obviously like someone like me I get things all the time and I'll see like if I ever do an article with a newspaper like you know where where my audience wouldn't be yes and people just say things because they don't understand they don't understand like what a blogger is or an influencer is and they just say things that are really harsh you know and like some days I could just laugh at it and I really most of the time I do but then there could be a day where you're having a bad day and you're just mm-hmm. like, especially as women, like we have hormones, we have yes. good weeks and bad weeks. And, <laughs> you know, and th- like those days, I'm like, my God, like that really hits home. And I'm like, God, why am I so in such bad form today? And it's because of that one comment that someone made that I don't even know, you know, like words hurt. So I just think people do need to be conscious about what they write. And like, if you're writing something that's mean or harsh, like why are you doing that? You know, maybe yeah. to like ask yourself. No, absolutely. Like it for me, I I'm shocked sometimes at some of the comments I see and and often from adults, like not and, and by adults, I I mean like people in their thirties and forties and stuff that will comment on, as you said, posts put up on different newspapers, mm. forums or whatever. And I genuinely kind of go, How do they think that's 
that's something that I they think, write. <laughs> I think sometimes it could be just for a reaction as well, because if they write something like sensational, people are going to reply, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to have that interaction and they might feel strongly about it. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know, I guess they're not thinking about the, the impact that can have on someone, yeah. you know, um, which yeah, that's the, that's the nature of social media, I suppose. So you have to kind of take it with a pinch of salt. And I think yeah. as well, like it's in our culture to be like, God, that person's doing something out, outside the norm. Who do they think they are? You know, it's, with, it's in us so that we were brought up like that. And I, I could catch myself doing it sometimes. And I'm like, hang on a second. They're entitled to do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So I think it's just in us and in some people probably a little bit more than in others. And yeah. Yeah. Know. That's one thing Rosanna said is she hopes that there's a time when to start up a social media account, you actually have to give a piece of identification. So it is, it is fully trackable to you. Mm. And I think that's brilliant. I think that would make such a difference because like people aren't going to troll the way they do if they know it will come back to them. Well, see, do you know, now even just on the, the topic of that, I'm like, Rosanna gets trolled. I'm like, <laughs> who would troll her? Like, I'm like, she's clearly had like serious struggles, you know, and she has, she's busy. She's got three kids. Yeah. I'm like, give the girl a break. But then I actually don't think it matters who it is. I think everybody online gets it in some shape or form because people just want a reaction sometimes. Yeah. These people who are doing that from anonymous accounts, I mean. I think they just want a reaction. Yeah. Um, and some people talk about it more than others. So you, you'd wonder, but I, I actually genuinely do think everybody online gets something. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And and I mean, it's it's led to, you know, like look at some of the Love Island, you know, some of the people of, mm. of, of Love Island, what's happened, you know, and that's pretty much purely down to online trolling and stuff that's said about them. And it's just horrendous. And mm-hmm. if people can't see that that's a repercussion of, of of being incredibly mean to somebody you don't even know. And you're, mm. you're literally just, and I, I know people are going to say, oh, they put themselves out there, but they put one part of their life and persona out there. And and mm-hmm. obviously they ham it up on Love Island and obviously the editing, you know, like, so if you don't like that kind of thing, don't watch it. Just, but don't mm. be horrible to the people afterwards. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's just the, the commenting section really, isn't it? And the, when people start like liking comments and it's like becomes like a ganging up kind of a thing. Yeah. But I, that's why I just think with, you have to be so cautious. Like, what are you actually able for? Like, what are you able to take and mm-hmm. hear about yourself? And you have to just protect yourself and put, put your guard up and, you know, set boundaries. Like, Would you tell yourself anything different or would you just kind of say, what I did worked out well in the end, so it doesn't matter that I went through ups and downs. Oh yeah, no, totally. I don't regret anything. Like I think everything. Well, I say I don't regret anything. I'm sure if I was to really <laughs> think back over things, I'm sure there's certain things I might regret. But like, I'm really happy with where I am, and I feel like I, I feel older in that. Like I feel like I understand all the other places I've been and the decisions that I've made, and. I mean, I always try and be true to myself and like stand by my values. I think that's really important to know mm-hmm. what they are and to really try and live by them. And I do. So at the end of the day, you know, that's kind of, that's what gives me, um, I suppose, that sense of I am where I'm supposed to be, do you know. 
so no I definitely wouldn't take anything back even though it's been, there's been ups and downs um yeah wouldn't change thing like you know do you think you'll try New York again no no I definitely I don't think so I I loved it and I loved moving there and it was great but everything happens for a reason like yeah. and I'm just really happy to be back and I can't wait to go over there and visit I can't wait yeah. um yeah I actually can't wait to like fall in love with it again because I feel like with everything that happened it just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth yes like I don't miss it at all you know but I am just kind of of the mindset like if something's not for you it's you know it's not for you and that's kind of like where my, my head is with it right now but I can't wait to go back and to love it for what it's good for you know I just felt you know I found myself kind of lonely over there and mm-hmm. I'm back I'm just so happy I'm like I don't miss that life, you know, no matter how glamorous it looked, I don't, yeah. you know. No, it's brilliant that you've now figured out that you are somebody who loves being around other people. Mm. You know? So like, as you said, if you hadn't done that, you may not have realized that, you know, so it's it's great that it's, it's definitely shown you the path that works better for you. Yeah, I love meeting new people as well. Like I always have. And I kind of, that was my, I think my mindset going there is like, I'll meet new people and I'll make new friends. And But I also don't think you can replace lifelong friendships and mm-hmm. family you know you just can't so as much as I still love meeting new people maybe as I get older I'm a little bit like kind of I kind of go back to my my home friends and I my you know my school friends are still like my best friends and like my one of my best friends just had a baby and like I just yeah. can't imagine being away for all this like I would have been heartbroken yeah I probably would have had to separate myself a little bit like and make myself more distance so it would be easier Do you know that kind of way yeah. but I wouldn't want that so yeah, I know. I, I was just looking at her. Her pictures are adorable. So cute. I know. I literally, I've been looking. She sent me a good few and I just keep like zooming Aww. in and I'm like, you can see such a difference even in a couple of days. You yeah, know? it's mad. So, so she's in a, a, whirl, a whirlwind now of uh, mm-hmm. happy love hormones and no sleep. <laughs> yeah, no sleep. I can't, like I literally have been texting her I'm like have you slept yet she got an hour last night I'm like what how is she it's, functioning <laughs> it's mad the way you're like the human body is phenomenal like you go through all that you have a baby I know it's natural but that doesn't mean that it's easy <laughs> you have mm-hmm. the baby you do everything and you don't sleep and yes you're just so happy and like you know I know not everyone is I do appreciate that um, people out there do suffer from like postnatal depression and mm-hmm. horrendous stuff like that but it's it's mad the way the human body is like you literally can survive on an hour an hour and a half sleep for like mm-hmm. a few for a while eventually it takes its toll and you do need a little bit of a break but yeah no it's just so brilliant and oh congratulations I know. <laughs> I know I know so exercise obviously I met you a good few years ago at a class Mm-hmm. And, and I would it be would it be safe to say that you didn't love exercise as much back then as you have over the last couple of years? No, I did, but yeah. I didn't. I had only I only knew one type. I'd say at that stage, yeah. um, I maybe no, maybe you're right. Maybe it wasn't a love. Maybe it was just something I did. Yes. Whereas now, like I, do, I actually really not not always, but most of the time, <laughs> I I enjoy it. Yeah. And I I think I understand how to enjoy it better now, like mixing it up. Mm-hmm. You know doing it with people that enjoy it and that encourage you and just that feeling afterwards yes um yeah I think over the years I've gotten gotten better at planning my workouts and then I enjoy it you know and I just feel great it's been a real real lifesaver over the last year like I actually I don't know what I would have done without it like Mm -hmm. 
I got into running. I was able to run like 10K. I mean, I planned on keeping it up, but it's not as easy in Dublin as it was like when I had the kind of quiet roads in Limerick. Yeah. I'd be running through like Rathmines and everyone's (laughs) out getting their lunch and you're like. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I loved it. And then the Pilates is like slow, but really effective. And, you know, when you have that time. Yeah. Like I had all the time in the world, (laughs) you know. So it was great. Like, um, I loved it. Yeah. And I felt really strong. I probably was the strongest I've been in years. And that's what I was going to say. Maybe it's because I know personally for me and I, and I work in obviously the fitness industry, I have definitely changed my mindset from years ago, fitness being about the aesthetics. So that the physical results of how you looked to it being more about like functionality. So being stronger looking after your mental health, like just knowing that you're, you're going to longevity of life, stuff like that. And then obviously the aesthetics that the, you know, that the side effects, that's what they are. They're, they're Mm -hmm. an amazing bonus, but I think I don't focus anymore on working out to try and look a certain way. I, Mm -hmm. I focus on working out to be healthier and to be fitter. And then I think that makes you love it more. So I reached out to, um, the, personal trainer that I used to go to before I moved to New York I went there for like two years maybe longer and I reached out to her just when gyms reopened and she messaged back when we were planning or whatever and she said so do you want to do photos and measurements today mm-hmm. and I was like what I was like <laughs> wait that's not why I want to work out like you yeah. know and then I, I didn't reply because I was like is that I was just thinking about it and I was like is this why I'm supposed to work out? I was like, is that, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I'm pretty happy. I was like, yeah. am I though? I was like, maybe I do need to, I was like, it just wasn't something that crossed my mind. Yeah. So I, I said it to my boyfriend and I was, it was like, I instantly went back to where I was like two, three years ago. And I like just focusing on numbers and just being mm-hmm. so unhappy no matter what I did. And it's so unhealthy and it's so not good for you. And I, I'm really so far from that yes. so far that I didn't even remember that you know you did that <laughs> yeah I'm like no I don't want to take photos in bad lighting and focus on numbers <laughs> because I have like my body has changed like and it's yeah. that you as a woman like and even so I did it two years in a row the lead up to Coachella I was like trying yeah. to be because I was you know you're in swimwear around those people yes, yes. I just wanted to be in holiday shape then yeah but like I was comparing one year off another basically two different versions of too skinny Louise you know what I mean yeah. like, from, for me anyway I was never like too too skinny but you know for me that's, that's yeah. the skinniest I've ever been and I was comparing one year off the other and it's so unhealthy to do that like and I wasn't happy because I was like oh well this was smaller last year that, that's not how your body works and that's no. why I don't understand why you would do that why do you measure like why how what is that good for no you know? I mean I, I think it's different if you I can see how maybe some people who have to lose weight for health reasons or who maybe are are in a a, a slightly higher obesity bracket or for whatever may want to you know to to track those kind of things but I think when you get to a certain stage of life and of of your body where it's not for it's not because it's it's dangerously unhealthy to be either too skinny or too too overweight it's it's just kind of keeping yourself a certain way i don't really understand that either i think it is far more about 
functional strength and oh my god I feel so much stronger than I used to and I can do this for longer and I don't get a pain in my back when I'm you know sitting or whatever Mm -hmm. or even just oh I can lift a little bit heavier or Mm -hmm. I can do this for longer I can hold my plank for longer whatever it is Um, and as I said then the side effects because I like you look amazing you know and you could see you could see it during lock like the the first lockdown when you were doing loads of classes and you were doing mine, you were doing EFAs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you could see that you weren't doing it purely for the results, but you could see the results. Like it was mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. After a while, you definitely could. Yeah. And it's just like getting that balance as well. So like you shouldn't have to guard yourself. You shouldn't have to work no. out if you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are so many different types of workouts you can do. Walking is so underrated yes. and it's so relaxing and enjoyable. It's just about getting into habits. It's just about yeah. making it a part of your routine. And yeah, like I, that for me was a real eye opener. I was like, wow, I'm in such a better headspace than I was a couple of years ago. Yeah. So then when I arrived into the gym, I said, no, we're not doing Sorry, I was like, sorry, I didn't reply. I had to think about it. I was like, yeah. I don't want to do photos. I was like, I'm not here to lose weight or to anything I was like I'm here just because I enjoy the training and you know I feel good after it and I feel strong I feel like I'm working on my body and you know yeah yeah I just think it's important to hear that because sometimes you can't feel that pressure you know yeah and you want exercise to benefit your mental health not to to it to be negative and if you're purely Mm. focusing on as you said like how do I look how much do I weigh what size is this what you know then you're not it's if anything it's going to be the complete opposite you know it's and literally yeah. as you said at the start of this you're somebody who who did need to go easier on yourself and you're glad that you have started doing that so if you were to go back mm. to that space of constantly like berating yourself and going mm. oh no I'm not the exact same as I was you know three years ago but as you said you're not the exact same you're female mm. you're you know <laughs> our hormones change we have fluctuations massively so yeah mm. you should purely and it's very easy to say as you get older, because when you're younger, it is something that you think is the most important thing. But really, really, it isn't. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. And I think as a lot of that can do, can, can be to do with where you are in your life and who you're surrounding yourself with. Yes. And how you feel about yourself. You know, and I think obviously different things you go through. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, and I think it's good to hear people say that out loud because you can just feel it sometimes and not know why you feel like that. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like weigh myself actively. Like I probably, probably should. It's been a couple of months since I have, but I just don't, I try and not focus on that because it's, it's like not a positive thing, you know, to be focusing like, on numbers. Definitely not. And and most people I know who I would respect in fitness and in health and fitness wouldn't focus on the scales. Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, your body, like for different reasons, your, your muscle to fat ratio, your hormonal fluctuations, there's so many different reasons why your weight will be different. It is more about how you feel. You know, if mm-hmm. you feel happier, if you feel healthier, if you feel more comfortable about yourself, if you feel your man- mental health is in a better place, that is so much more important than any number on any scale. Yeah, totally. I agree. Completely. So... How have you settled up in Dublin again? Good. <laughs> yeah, really good. I love it. I love being back. I've settled right in straight away, but I'm trying to be conscious now that we can travel up and down. Yes. I want to get up and down as often as I can because just to check in on the fam, like my mom's still working from home and can be mm-hmm. lonely, like, you know. So, yeah, I've planned a couple of trips with them this summer as well. And, um, yeah, 
just um, oh, happy so outlet, nice. you know. I I can't wait until we can obviously travel again, but I do mm-hmm. think this summer is going to be good because everyone's around and to the way like in previous years, everyone just cleared out for the whole summer. No one was yeah. ever around. It was like Dublin got like it became a ghost town, you know. Yeah, and everywhere in Ireland because people were off on holidays all the time. So it is nice to have people around and to see the buzz on the streets. It feels like we're in Spain or France, you know, and you see the outdoor restaurants and stuff. <laughs> but uh, the weather's been good so far, so fingers crossed it stays that way. Oh yeah, hopefully. Oh, yeah. I've started to just not believe the weather because you know, I mean, not as in the weather outside, but as in the weather on my phone or on the TV. Because they say something, mm-hmm. and you're all like, "Oh, great! I can plan this for that day." And then it's either. You know, you you say, okay, it's going to be raining. I can do the stuff I need to do in the house. And then you're looking outside going, okay, it's 23 degrees and sunny. It's not raining. So I really want to be oh, out there. <laughs> or it you kills my it. soul. <laughs> it kills my soul to be inside when it's nice out. It, yeah. It's ingrained in me, I think, as an Irish person, like, get outside. It's a lovely day. <laughs> so if I have work to be done while it's sunny, I'm like, get it done, get it done. You got to get outside. <laughs> and... Yeah, I don't know what that is about, but I, I think there should be a rule in Ireland that if it goes over a certain temperature, work should be, it should, <laughs> like, it should be cancelled for the day because yeah. we get about, how many sunny days do we actually get in the year? Yeah. So rare we could make up for them 10 times over. <laughs> but last year was amazing though, to be fair. We did have such beautiful weather last year. Like April and May, lockdown yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, it was phenomenal. We were so lucky. I don't know. I actually yeah. genuinely don't know if we, our head spaces would have been quite the same if we didn't get that good weather. I think for once the weather kind of went, actually, we've been bad enough to the Irish. Let's be nice for a little while. I know, yeah. And then lockdown two was, I remember just in comparison, everyone was like, oh my God, so grim. Yeah. And then lockdown three for five yeah. months. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, lockdown three. Now that was a, like this January lockdown was totally different experience. I think for a lot of people, I found from my point of view, from seeing people's motivation in lockdown one for exercising on, everyone was so up for it and, you know, everyone really wanted to do stuff. And then the October lockdown that we had in Dublin, people weren't quite as enthusiastic. And Mm. then it got to January and you could just see people saying, I'm so sick of this. But thankfully things are reopening somewhat and, you know, there's, there's little dribs and drabs and bits that we can do. So it's getting a little bit easier. I think time of year has a lot to do with that though as well. Like yes. I find myself definitely wanting to work out more in the summer mm-hmm. and I, just because it's nice out and it's bright and late and, you know, it's bright early and, you know, it's just nice. You don't have to put on a million layers. You're not going to get rained <laughs> on more than likely. So I definitely find myself more active in the summer. Yeah. But, I see you're yeah. doing, uh, you're making a big effort to go to loads of different places, not just around Ireland, but even just around Dublin. Are you enjoying that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so nice. Because it's still not like a whole pile we can do. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, what would we have done before? But, yeah, I guess uh, it's nice to get out and to enjoy the nice weather while it's there as well. Like, you know, and it just kind of breaks up the work week. Getting out for a little hike in the evening if it's nice or a swim. Like, now, I never would have gotten to sea swimming if it wasn't for lockdown. Like, never. I did it out of pure boredom like give me a thrill and it totally does that like I I still find it like you know like a reset button but um yeah it's been great like it's like a different side to Ireland that I never would have seen you know yeah I think we definitely all have fallen slightly more in love 
with the country again. I would have gone obviously on loads of staycations when I was younger, but then mm-hmm. the lure yeah. of, you know, foreign holidays and you kind of don't do them all that often. And I remember actually when Maya was about, I don't know, three or four, we were very lucky and we'd gone to like France, Spain, Portugal and Kerry that year. And Kerry actually was the holiday that Maya was talking the most about. So it just shows you that as an adult, you maybe become a bit jaded to how fabulous the country is. And then last year when we didn't really have a choice, we went to Kerry and we went to Mayo and oh, we didn't go to Mayo. That's a lie. We went to Kerry and we went to Clare and we went to Galway and Donegal and Sligo. And mm. oh my God, like you just remember mm. how phenomenal the country actually is. I know. Yeah. I just don't you know what the only thing is. I think we all can agree it's just so expensive to do it in Ireland like because yeah. we're competing with like the Americans who come in and spend a fortune like you know mm. so it is pricey like it's definitely cheaper for us sometimes to go away uh, but like the experience and the people and the the way you can kind of meet people you know as well and yeah it's fab yeah, it'll be a great country if you just put a roof on it wouldn't it <laughs> But it wouldn't be as green if it didn't rain a bit. So that's what I always say. No. I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was a bit browner. <laughs> I'm only joking. I know. But no, I, I, I'm so excited for, I'm going for a little staycation for two weeks um, on the 18th. I'm so excited. Like we're doing loads of different counties, starting in Limerick, Clare, Kerry, Galway, Sligo, Fermanagh, Donegal. Amazing. Mayo. Yeah, so. I'll be broke. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Coming back and working every hour that's available because you'll be like, I have to pay for this. But yeah, no, it is, it is definitely beautiful when you're there. And sure, you worked with Tourism Ireland. So you already knew how fabulous the country was. I know. Yeah. But I suppose getting to see it from the tourist perspective, which Mm -hmm. is what we've been able to do. Like, because even last year, I remember in the summer doing hikes and every person that you walk by would be like, hi, hi, how are you? Hi. You know, like, because they were all Irish. Yeah. It's like, Americans must love that coming in like you know there's a lot about Ireland that that we as I said took for granted and I think the last year even the the Irish towns like if you look at them with fresh eyes all the colorful houses and the hills Mm -hmm. and the sea and the color of the water in some of the beaches Ireland and the color of sand like literally it's like Italy but like the way I'm saying that because I never thought of Ireland like that you know so yeah we no wonder people want to come here. No wonder it does so well in tourism. <laughs> so fashion would have been your, I don't want to say your first love, but it would be a big thing. Uh, do you still mm-hmm. feel it's a major focus for you? I think it always will be. It definitely was my first love. Like my mom was a dress designer. She always had us involved in what we were wearing and <laughs> always we always dressed up and it was, it was always a big part and it still is even though over the last year it's been more like activewear and um, loungewear. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm kind of done with loungewear now, but <laughs> activewear is something I, I mean, I love. And like, I think back to like years ago, even when I was in college and I think of the different activewear I had then and how it's become so much more of a thing. Yeah. And like, I mean, who doesn't want to feel good when they're exercising and, you know, clothes you can actually wear out and about and do things as well. Mm-hmm. It's just changed, I think, a bit. Like, but it's still fashion, you know. It's it's still what you're wearing and how you're expressing yourself. But it's maybe not necessarily getting dressed up as often anymore, you know. Yeah. And about buying things that I get loads of wear out of. It's kind of how yeah. I've changed. I think. 
that uh, recent shoot you did for Irish Country Magazine, wasn't it? The the one down yeah, at the Yeah, Joy, yeah. That was beautiful. It was very girly and pink. It was very me. I feel like this summer, especially, I'm just like, give me all of the colours. <laughs> because I just want to be out, like, celebrating yeah. summer. And those photos, like, as you said, like that also just shows how beautiful Ireland is because that's even another mm. side of it, you know, with all the flowers and the water. Like it was so, it was so stunning. I feel like we're doing a little ad for Ireland here, but sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> not so, an ad. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. Yeah, Ireland <laughs> isn't paying us. <laughs> but, we so, charge. <laughs> so is there anything else that you think younger Louise could benefit from hearing or I'm not necessarily like just anything that you kind of go because we know the great thing is you've kind of said to younger Louise you go girl (laughs) you've got this so is there anything Mm -hmm. else you think she'd benefit from hearing hmm (laughs) I mean I'm a big one for like um I always save but for a long time I saved quotes I kind of actually found myself I'm not reverting to them as often anymore and I used to pay a lot of of attention to the book The Secret I had the app Mm-hmm. daily teachings app and yeah I used to have to kind of remind myself daily of certain things so probably when I wasn't like feeling as good mm-hmm. um so maybe just to to know that so one don't be so hard on yourself two believe in yourself a little bit more three younger Louise um so tell younger Louise that still learning, still you're, learning, you're still learning and you're happy yeah exactly you know just continue to learn continue to be open pay attention to what's going on and keep things in perspective Uh, I always try and keep things in perspective and do what I can to help people when I can Mm -hmm. Um, it'll never be enough but sure (laughs) anything is better than nothing so have you ever been given any really good advice yes um I can't remember who gave me this advice, but it was when I started my blog. It was doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Like have a little bit more belief and go after what you want. Um, what's the other one? Someone told me recently their favorite quote is the fear of basically go after what you want yes. to do and do it. And it's better to regret doing it than not doing it at all yeah. you know yeah yeah it's, it's always, always a learning experience you know whether that's it works out or not you'll miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take that's it yeah you know so i should get out my pinterest folder i have hundreds of them saved. <laughs> <laughs> all, all your little memes and quotes yeah my dad was probably one of the the best things i've ever been told and, and genuinely it's it's I'm, i still have to think about it but it's only probably in the last little while that i'm being better at it is don't sweat the small stuff because i would constantly have been worried about every little thing that could happen is happening might happen would happen um and so i started to use the whole will it matter in an hour will it matter in a day will it matter in a week if the answer to any of those is no chances are it's really not worth worrying about okay if it'll Mm -hmm. matter in a month or a year yes maybe worry about it but you know just stop worrying about everything and anything and then you can kind of get over yourself and get on with life yeah yeah no that's good advice I like that I'm I'm, I'm really bad at, at living in the moment but I think if anything the pandemic has made us must do that a little bit more which is 
which is one of the benefits. Yeah, that's actually one thing I've tried to do over the last year. I used to have the app Time Hop on my phone and I deleted mm-hmm. it only recently. It's not good to live in the past so much. Good no. to reflect every now and then, but like I was like daily checking this just to see, like out of interest, what was I doing this day last year? Yeah. Three years ago, five years ago. And like, it wasn't always, like, I mean, I thought it was most of the time a positive thing, but like, I just don't think it's good to reflect that often. Like yeah. every day comparing, it's just not good. No. So no, comparisons the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's yeah. even comparing yourself with yourself, you know, like, so. Yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah, it's so true. And I'm the worst for that. I actually, that's probably my worst type of comparison mm. for me anyway, you know, but. Yeah. I think it is for a huge amount of people. Um, like, you know, you, you kind of, yeah. So, but yeah, that's, and that's one thing that social media makes people do far too often is compare. Um, and as we I said already. Post, I saw a post yesterday, someone posted it. It was like a repost of someone else. And they said, uh, they're comparing themselves to a time when they weren't happy. They were happy with themselves. They didn't feel good. They were so caught up. In, and I yeah. have I literally, I this is exactly what I used to do, which is why I'm just like, no point yeah. anymore, you know. Like I look back on those photos now and I'm like, yeah, I look great, but I was unhappy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so it, it's realizing the more important things in life and it isn't necessarily mm-hmm. taking the best photo from the best angle. It's actually exactly. the smile that was on your face in the in the new photos and how happy, probably the how photos happy you, are. you didn't take. Yeah. <laughs> like when you think yeah. about it, when you're at your happiest, you're probably at your least photogenic. Like, you know, when you're making a big smile <laughs> and you have your life. <laughs> Totally. all the wrinkles in the face is holding a, a funny thing but like you're the happiest so you know mm-hmm. very yeah, true well, thank you so much Louise it's so lovely chatting to you and uh, yeah, I'll see you fun. in class soon <laughs> yes definitely next week I'll be in yeah thanks so much for having me no thank you so much because I know how busy you are and I know you uh, somebody with your platform and with your following which I know sounds strange but like you know people people do listen to you and I think younger people in particular hearing you say some of the things you said and this will be just so massively beneficial oh, well thank you so much I'm glad you think so yeah well thank you and um yeah and I shall see you soon okay bro. thank you so much for listening to a little foresight if you enjoyed it please share with others and like and subscribe If there's anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you have any questions or just want to chat about anything spoken about, please do get in touch. It's a little Forsyth on Instagram and little Forsyth on Twitter. Take care and stay safe. Thank you so much for listening to A Little Forsyth. If you enjoyed it, please share with others and like and subscribe. If there's anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you have any questions, or just want to chat about anything spoken about, please do get in touch. It's a little Forsyth on Instagram and little Forsyth on Twitter. Take care and stay safe.